Mojuba é inhame o choronga. Otono é genua, tô com jedo. É jevo e nicaleu. É jevo e nicaleu. Oiê, iê, iê, cocu. Oiê, iê, iê, cocu. All right, all right. So I'm back. I just needed a moment to um, uh, hang up and call back on Blog Talk, and hopefully everything is clear over there now. If not, then I'll just call in on Blog Talk on Skype. I don't want to keep pausing because of tech issues, especially because we're going to be getting ready to get the Blog Talk thing. Uh, Anyway, in a moment. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) oh, you see a... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing what I just saw in the chat room. Brother Byron just said, what could motivate someone to give this segment a thumbs down two minutes in? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I needed that laugh. Yeah, you see how it is? <laughs> I'm glad you saw it. I didn't know you, I didn't know you could see the thumbs down from your side because I can't, I can't see what you're seeing when, you, <laughs> when you're watching the show. But you got to laugh, right? You see what I'm saying? Now you see, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Man, I got a thumbs down already. Now, let's see. What could have... Let me see. At this point, what could be the thumbs down? Because I didn't start immediately because I wanted to make sure the audio was okay. That could be one reason. Maybe they didn't like the music. Uh, that could be another reason. Um, let's see. What else? <laughs> You know, all you can do is laugh because you can't, you know, to try to sit here and figure it out and try to make sense of insanity will make you insane. But you're absolutely right. (laughs) I'm just laughing because I never knew that you all could see it on your side. You know, like I always see the thumbs down, you know, after the show. And sometimes I do notice like people will thumbs thumbs something down just from the title. (laughs) You know, they don't even know. I've, I've had people who have commented on shows. And argued about the show and even disrespected me and the show didn't even air yet. Just from the title. You know. So uh <laughs> yeah, I needed that laugh. Thank you, Brother Byron. <laughs> and I know it's crazy. You know, obviously that's something that someone could have a different kind of reaction, but you know, like I always say, you choose your reaction. So I could choose to, you know, I could choose anything, but it's it, it, for me, I choose humor. You know, I I choose humor. Sometimes you have to have an out-of-body experience and kind of sit back and look at the human condition. And when you look at the human condition, you start to understand why your elders sometimes tell you that God has a sense of humor. You know, when you see things like that, you pull back and you just say, man, this is is hilarious. Look at this. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's all good. It's all good. I I always tell you, I don't care about thumbs down. And this is one of the reasons, man. This is one of the reasons why you can't care about things like that sometimes, man. Because like I always say, tell you, you never know the mental state of the person that's listening. You know, sometimes we tend to take those things for granted, uh, thinking that people are in a certain space or maybe even in a similar space to where we are. And when they, they perform the most illogical of acts, uh, we try to draw logic from it, which just draws us deeper into insanity because the pull of that, that confusion, you know, and, and just that insanity sometimes is much stronger than, than the ever loosening grip we have on our own sanity. 
So that's when you have to know just to pull back, laugh and say, okay, all right, no problem. <laughs> just pull back from it a little bit, man. You know, um, <laughs> so let me just say, yeah, man, all right, which is good evening to everyone. Uh, that's the extended form. You know, when we say um, good evening, a lot of times in our Yoruba, we may say ekale, you know, um, but um, or sometimes you hear same, some people say ikuro, you know, kule. But uh, it's a it's that's a shortened form of eku irole, eku irole, okay. You know, so <laughs> I just say good evening to everyone, and even those who whoever threw the thumbs down in there, you know, it's all good, man. Thank you, thank you for the thumbs down. Actually, let me just say that. Thank you for the humor. You know, thank thank you for giving me something to to laugh about. <laughs> but um yeah man, you know, we've been hitting some good things today. I mean, they're strong um in terms of topic. I'm even thinking about today. I had a lot of very good um sessions today and uh definitely saw some plateaus reached today in the work. You know, I definitely will that those of you uh who've been putting your own work in that you've been hitting some plateaus ready to push beyond change up things reinstitute new things into into your formulas in order for you to receive some of those new things that your next plateaus delivered to you as well. You know, uh, I definitely will that, that you embracing that in this season and in this time and, you know, moving beyond the uh, latitudinal, you know, surfaces of your plateaus and, and looking for those longitudinal steps and reaches that you can take once again to get where you need to be. And like we spoke about yesterday, you know, so often uh, we neglect the, the, the idea that in order to, to bring that change into our lives, to ascend, you know, keep going up that mountain or, or that ladder or, or whatever, you know, uh, metaphor that you use uh, for your journey that, um, you know, that you are in fact making sure that you're, you're, you're elevating, you're ascending, you're upgrading, you know, as opposed to just constantly taking latitudinal steps. And, you know, it's just like sometimes when we go in a circle, I, you know, I often tell you all that try to imagine life as more of a spiral than a circle. You know, I know we use it, the circle of life, and we even have some nice, pretty songs about the circle of life. And, you know, it's so pretty and everything like that. Uh, and that's cool. That's, that's, that's cool, man. But, you know, um, I know there's no songs about the spiral of life, but, just replace circle with spiral, <laughs> you know, when you hear the songs and things that when people say, well, you know, everything goes around and it comes around, goes around. Life is just one big circle. Just try to say life is just one big spiral. So I'm either going to spiral upwards or I'm going to fall downwards. But either way, I'm going to I'm going to be making longitudinal and latitudinal uh, movements all the while, you know. And uh, so there has to be, you know, for us those of us who have fallen to the dust and are looking to rise again beyond Europe uh, or the dust, but looking to ascend beyond that, then we want to be looking to make, obviously, some upwardly mobile movements and steps in our work. And as we spoke about, you know, yesterday, in order to do that, a lot of times you got to institute new things into your psyche. New things, new, new things, <laughs> new things, but new things. 
excuse me, I was listening to some <laughs> some other kind of music earlier, but you know, some new things into your uh, psyche that will uh, help to bring that about, man. So, like I said, I just will that a lot of you have been able to to do that, man, and do that with boldness and courageous, coming to the the um, seat of your own power, you know, or as we say in in, in uh, Meridin Logun, you know. Uh, we say, you know, Odi Meji. Gloria says, uh, Peace Chief, without blog talk, I have to rely on Wi Fi. And the way my data is set up, I can't connect right now. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Aw. Well, check this out here, GC. There are some people who will go and buy cable like cable or what are they direct TV or satellite, whatever, just for a show that they like, you know, they'll just go get HBO or get Showtime or whatever. You know, I don't have cable. So, you know, I got all my references are old, <laughs> you know, it's probably new channels out now. Stars, right? This one. I know that's one because power is on stars. You know, it might go get stars to go just to watch power. Okay. So, you might have to go and give whatever bootleg phone service you're working with uh, an extra five dollars a month to get a little bit of more, a little bit more data on your plan, so <laughs> so you can tune into YouTube. All right. So you know, I know you want to support local businesses and with the cheap phone service you're using, but you know, throw that person that extra five, and you get a little bit of extra data. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not keeping blog talk. All right. I can't satisfy everyone. <laughs> yeah. Blog talk is, um, it's cool, but you know, let me keep it real with you all. Let me keep it real, man. I don't want to talk to everybody. And if, unless I have someone, which I did in the beginning, when we, we first started doing chief speaks, I had engineers working the back end. Which was kind of cool because if you, for those of you who remember when you used to call in, you would call in and they would ask you what your call was about. And that allowed us to weed things out. But a lot of times, you know, I do the shows, I'm traveling, I'm on the go and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, I try to, <laughs> I try to make it a one man show sometimes just because I, I'm moving around so much. And, and, you know, I'm always trying to figure out ways to, I know this sounds foul to some of you, but I'm going to say it. I oftentimes try to find ways to use technology to replace people. I know, I know, I know, but you know, I'm a tech head. Um, so as opposed to bothering people, say, hey, could you engineer the show for me? Can you help me out? Whatever. I'll just, you know, I'll figure out a way to set up my screens, maybe have dual screens set up and I can just do everything myself. But what that causes now, I can't screen the calls, you know, on blog talk. So, um, Sometimes I get local yokels calling in who I don't really want to talk to. You know, I just keep it real with you, plain and simple. I don't want to talk to them. You know, they're not saying things that are moving us towards where we need to be. Sometimes I get people who call in who just want to grandstand, but they ain't really talking about anything. You know, they're just so excited because they learned something last year and they just assume that nobody else knows it. But it's just a distraction. You know, so... um Though I do enjoy certain calls, you know, I, I enjoy when it's an engagement and when someone call, calls in and, and they call, they have a real issue. 
and you know we're really able to get through it however it looks whether it looks ugly whether it looks pretty doesn't matter to me as long as you get the medicine and you know and you know you got the medicine and you take it in you know i do appreciate that part of it but truth be told um for most of the things that people would call in and ask about and and inquire about at this point a lot of them have been covered already you know kind of if you really go back you know between shows and archives you know questions like well how do i build an altar wrote a book on it you know how do i connect to my ancestors did about five shows on it and wrote a book on it you know like some of some of the, the the more redundant questions you know a lot of them have been addressed already so for me personally i know like when kim is on you know you guys calling and y'all joke and have a good time and everything like that and that's good but I'm not really the good time guy. I know that, <laughs> you know, so I I know how to play my position, you know, um, and truth be told, sometimes um, if the calls are not responsible, they can be a huge distraction to whatever it is that we're building on. And that's when you, you start to learn and recognize and respect your position, you know, so if people are connecting with you for a certain healing that you bring, and you may be doing something or allowing something that disrupts that healing, then um, in many senses, you know, you're being irresponsible. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, you're being irresponsible. I noticed this plenty of times when people have called in and, you know, maybe people have had very long, drawn out dreams, <laughs> for instance, you know, or they've asked questions that I've given them the answer to and they're not listening. So it, it, it elongates the actual call. It goes much longer. And, and there are other people listening like, man, you know, can we get, can we get to it? You know? And, um, sometimes the, the answer that I give the person is getting to it, but then sometimes, you know, uh, it's a, it's an unnecessary distraction, but you know, you got to understand that a lot of times people will have this idea like, you know, oh, chief, just ignore that person and keep teaching. It doesn't work like that. And I shouldn't I shouldn't be required to have to do that, because after a while, what happens when you always have to suppress, you know, the disruption that somebody is is presenting? I mean, that's why sometimes you have teachers that and I worked in education. I know sometimes you have teachers that go off and just beat the mess out of students. They just get so sick and tired of it after a while. You know, you may just have that one disruptive student that just bothers you all the time. And they like, and then, and then those type of students will always do the same thing. They'll say, go ahead, teach, go ahead, teach. I'm not bothering you. Then they start giving you orders. Well, and you say, well, listen, if you could just be quiet, I could continue on with the class. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, so they start trying to antagonize you by giving you orders. Um, Matter of fact, the story I told you all that time about the young man who I had to pull into the room and was like, yo, I'm, you know, I don't want to incriminate myself further, but, <laughs> you know, uh, that's what he did that, like, that was the straw that, that broke my back when he was, because he, after he was getting rude, then he was like, go ahead, Papa. He was calling me Papa, you know, instead of Baba. He was like, teach Papa. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you need to say. Go ahead. And I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. You're not going to sit here and insult me. <laughs> and then when I when I highlight it, then you're going to start giving me orders. I, you know, all I just saw is like I'm gonna break this kid's neck, literally. 
you know, or call my sons to come over and jump them. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, sometimes you have to clear the air of some of that stuff before you can actually get yourself in, 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 a, in a good and healthy space to teach and to keep going and things like that, man. So sometimes that's part of the responsibility. And I, and women <laughs> um, really think of, you know, I'm not just but just think about what I'm saying to you, sisters. You know, and I'm saying that in light of what we spoke about on the phone call the other night, you know, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, if there is a, a aberrant substance or energy that's in the room that's making people feel uncomfortable or taken away from the good energy or the healthy bonding energy that could be there, you know, sometimes you got to get rid of that and you got to clear the air. And a lot of times you have to shake that energy of that spirit off of you before you can keep going. So if you have a certain vibration and energy that's in the room and that energy somewhat attaches onto your aura and then the energy leaves, <laughs> you know, and then people say, well, just ignore that. Keep going. But you're connected to the reality that there's still a stench in the room. And maybe there's even a, a, a stain that's on your aura. You may have to do certain things to shake it off of you. And that may mean maybe you might raise your voice a little bit and you might use profanity because profanity is so valuable to get things off of you. You know, um, man, you you want to understand a little bit better. Uh, watch the Step and Razor documentary. Step and Razor, you know, that was um, Peter Tosh's documentary. And he speaks about the use of the word bumbleclot and, and the sacredness of bumbleclot. You know, and you know, well, I won't. I won't tell you what a what a bumba clot is like. What what it is, but you know, just just go by the word sound. So any of you who have been around Caribbean people, maybe you've used, you have heard the word used before, didn't know what it meant, but you just knew somebody was angry <laughs> when it was being used. But um, a lot of a lot of terminology that holds a very divine value um, becomes profanity in a society or in a social structure that is directly anti-nature and anti-spirit. So you have to be careful. Like, like I often tell you what this society tells you not to do. Usually the best thing to do is to do just do the opposite. Or at least if you, if you're too scared to do the opposite, research the opposite. If they tell you this word is a curse. You better learn what that word means. You know, they say, Oh, well, fornication under the, under consent of the King, you know, that's a curse fornication under consent of the king well if i start to research that and well why would the king or you know why would there be two kinds of fornication or two kinds of yeah fornication one that i can do under consent of the king and one that i may do that may be against legislation what kind of fornication is against legislation like what kind of society came up with that idea you know so you sometimes you start Digging into, and again, for that word, just look at the acronym. Just take the first letter of each, each thing I just said, fornication under consent of the king, and you'll understand. But um, like I said, sometimes it's, it's good and it's, it's powerful to research the opposite, man. You know, to research the opposite. <laughs> you know, um, Michelle says, well, I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. I was told that it meant a waste of life. Um, no, no, not, no, not really. Um, in a sense, I guess you could almost say that. Um, I'll just say this because it kind of, it's almost like what you said, a waste of life. 
clot is cloth. So bumba clot is is a cloth. So it's it's actually more of a reference to like a um a cloth that a woman would use during her mens her menses. Okay. So that's why you could say, Oh, it's kinda like a you know, waste of life in that sense. But, you know, it takes on many different meanings. Just like in the States we use the term mother effer a lot. And I mean, how many different things does mother effer mean? <laughs> you know, we don't know. It's just like 500 different things, depending on the context, depending on the inflection. So that's a similar word. But again, a lot of those words, a lot of times are really good when you need to clear the air. I'm starting to break up again. Oh, good. General Grievous. All right, let's see. I'm going to do my little trick here. All right. Hopefully that hopefully I'm better now. You know, it's if you if you all have noticed, I don't know if you picked up on it yet, but most of the time when it's all that breaking up, it's at night. Like when we do the 9 p.m. shows. And the reason being well, I'm guessing the reason is on within your blog talk structure, they let you know that um, I think it's from nine, nine to eleven. Um, those are the, the prime time hours. So essentially more people are on during that time, essentially. So I guess it puts more of a, a strain on the actual system between those hours. Okay. Yeah, exactly, Byron. Sometimes you might say Bumba for, for short, right? You know, or you might say Ross Clock and somebody may say Ross for short. But yeah, man, it's not not per se bad words. I know some people listening may feel offended, but you know, like I've said so many times, um the only curse in the English language is damn. And I just and that's determinant on upon how you use it. If you use it to damn someone, then it becomes an actual curse. You know, but outside of that, you know, you may have words that are a bit more harsh or or maybe more profane than others in a sense. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're saying something illicit, you know, or you're saying something unrighteous. Or, again, if you're saying something um, that is cursing another person, <laughs> Damn that thumbs down I'll do that on Because chances are whoever gave that thumbs down Is one of those people in the chat room <laughs> You know That's why when you say peace and you welcome everybody You got to welcome your friends and your enemies Because they're always close <laughs> They're always close by man It's all good You know it's all good man Let me. I told you something before man If you don't get a thumbs down I mean you ain't said nothing all the thumbs down mean is, yo, you, you, um, you saying something that's going to make me have to change or that music you played in the first two minutes is going to make me have to change. Or you use the word negus and negus had to, you know, whatever it is, but you made me feel uncomfortable because if I say a whole bunch of things that people agree with, man, yeah, it's all thumbs up, man. It's all good. You know, when, when, when you say things that people agree with in that sense, man, you know, and yeah, Toreen, I know that theory as well. You know, Mother F comes from the slave sex farms when they stop getting slaves. I'm reading what he said. Tareen Thomas says, Mother F comes from slave sex farms when they stopped getting slaves from Africa and they made the slave have sex with their mothers and other family members. Yeah. You know, I definitely have heard that that one as well. Um, but I'll just throw this in there too. There's a phraseology in uh, Bantu uh, in the leg of Bantu, which we know 
uh, well, Kiswahili, the leg of the Kiswahili uh, form of Bantu, where you have a, a word that it's said exactly like that. Mother effort, the same way we say it, and it doesn't mean that. Um, so it kind of gives you an idea already that that actual word sound is older than that idea. You know, um, if it, there's, there's a, there's a, and it's a good documentary you should check out anyway. Um, there's a, there's, and it's on YouTube because someone sent me a link for it recently. I saw it a while ago. I saw it like maybe 10, maybe like 15 years ago. Um, I had a little tape of it, but now it's on YouTube, which is cool. It's called Panthers or I think it's a Panther in Africa. All right. You might want to check that out. Right. And, um, I know it's on YouTube. I, I don't remember the link. Maybe I'll find it, put it in the chat room, but, um, there's a scene in it where, you know, um, this brother, he's, um, and, you know, let me put this out there, man, as I'm, as I'm sharing that too, you know, um, the, the brother and sister you'll see in that documentary, man, they have some land out in Tanzania. They're, they're in Tanzania and, um, real, real solid elder, man, real solid elder, um, if any, after you watch the documentary, if anyone has any interest in linking with them, just, you know, reach out to me on Sadua House. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you the rundown on them. Um, you know, how you can, how you can make that linkage, but, um, you know, they have land out there and they have a cultural center and it, you know, they're trying to do the work out there. They are previously exiled. Well, he was well, kind of both of them, but exiled, um, black Panthers. So they've been out there for, you know, years upon years upon years upon years. But um, it's a good little documentary, you know, and he just kind of shares um, what his life is like in Tanzania and, and, and the life of his wife and, um, you know, just some of the challenges, some, some of the ideas that he has had surrounding going back to America. And if he still considers himself to be American or if he doesn't really identify with that idea anymore you know of of being an american and missing home and and then you see at one part his mother comes to visit him you know and and at the time of the documentary he was 63 i i, I think so you know his mother was was you know she was a little up there in age and but she was able to make the trip to go see him and and everything like that you know so um it even you know it, it it's a good documentary i i feel you know, because um, for, for me, for someone who has been East and West in terms of the continent, I have uh, spent a lot of time um, in, in Tanzania. Uh, I have also spent uh, a good amount of time in Kenya as well. And of course, uh, West Africa as well. You know, watching the the documentary, there was a lot of things that were like, in, you know, it was really indicative of how it is, you know, you know, being out there, you know, what it's like being uh, out there in that sense. So, you know, I thought it was pretty good because, um, like I said, it, it came out a while ago when it first came. It, it was a good while ago. I think maybe, yeah, I think I got yeah, movie two thousand. I think it was like ten years ago I saw that. But I know so it's been out since like maybe two thousand five, two thousand six, something like that, somewhere around there, maybe even before then, but. You know, um, but, you know, like I said, you know, the brother and, and his wife being out there and it, I, I thought it was it showed a real good perspective 
on what it's like being on on the continent and of course just the whole idea of walking away you know um and if anybody is from i don't know how familiar some of you are with the black panther party for self-defense but the, the brother's name is geronimo pratt if anybody if, if you have ever heard about geronimo pratt um but you know so he he had went out there you know he was facing a gun charge back in the days and if you all remember well, if you know the history, um, maybe some of you are old enough to remember, you know, a lot of times they were locking up the Panthers, man, for a long time over little BS charges, like little shotgun charges, you know, saying that they robbed places that were like 50 miles away from where they were to, you know, do all kinds of stuff. Oh, you took this bank down, too. And y'all did that. Did that. So a lot of them just left. You know, a lot of them went to the continent. A lot of them went to Cuba, you know, and found asylum there. But they just was like, nah, man, I'm not going to sit here and. You know, I know your your justice, your criminal justice system is a criminal justice system. So I'm not even going to put myself through that process. I'm just going to leave, you know, and many uh, left and like like Stokely Carmichael. And, you know, later then um, applied, you know, to be able, you know, for Amnesty to be able to come back. But, um, you know, the, the documentary kind of goes through a little bit of that, too, man. So. You know, like I said, you might want to check that out, man. You know, it, it, for those of you who want to get that. But we're all just talking about, for those of you coming in, the word mother effort. And it, like I said, I, I don't want to tell the whole scene because I want to encourage you to watch it. That's I'm also trying to lean you towards it. <laughs> but uh, there was a cool little scene in, in it. I think it was towards the beginning where he's building with a, with a Tanzanian brother. And they're talking about that word. He was, he was teaching him something. And he, the brother was saying the word, and he was like, "What?" He said, "Say the word again." <laughs> and he said it, and he was like, "Oh." He's like, "Well, where I'm from, that word means something completely different, <laughs> you know." So yeah, man. A lot of times, man, that the word sound and the phrasing and the inflection of certain words that um, have been bastardized and villainized, even uh, in this society, they hold a great power. You know, they they hold a lot of substance and, and a lot of moving power. Uh, for us, you know, in terms of of our people, you know, yeah, man. <laughs> I see everybody's giving uh, Deanna, you know, strong mind, strong body, fitness. Shout out to the chat room tonight. <laughs> see the value of a good profile picture. <laughs> yeah, work it, girl. <laughs> but anyway, I'm messing with you. I'm just joking with you, kinda. But um, yeah, man. So you know, like I said, we've been we've been building on change, and I'm keeping tonight pretty light, man. I just, you know, when I do these segments, man, it's not always about me banging you in the head every single day with something to go study or or whatever. Even though I'm, you know, you may end up with something to study. Like <laughs> Lo says, she got that glow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful with that one there. You know, she got a lot of oya in her too. You know. But um yeah, man. <laughs> but uh then again low, you got a lot of boom in you. So uh yeah. have at it. So yeah, you know, um the thing is, man, in in that sense, um Sometimes it's just about fellowship. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm big 
So that way, by the time I call into Block Talk, I could do it quick. All right. Yeah, so just give me a second on the Block Talk. All right. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to open up my Skype. I'm going to Skype in. Sometimes Skype does me a little better. Sometimes. It's weird. It's weird the way it works. But, um, yeah, man. So, you know, there's other places other than West Africa, but what you find, oh, it's clear now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So scratch, scratch that. <laughs> I'll just keep Skype going in the background just in case we need it. All right. I know y'all heard all of that. See, the way I got my stuff set up, I got all my audio from my computer pumping through my, like a mixer, a digital mixer. And then that mixer is sending everything out to blog talk and everything else. So you hear everything. You hear all my error messages, all of that. All right. But yeah, man. So, you know, um, again, that, that ideology, you know, of, of instituting. Hi, I hope you're doing well. Now I'm getting Skype. Hold on, let me close Skype. Down. I'm sorry. Now people want to talk to me on Skype. Let me close. <laughs> I told y'all I'm shady. <laughs> you be trying to talk to me I pretend like I don't see the message <laughs> I'm doing the show Come on you know? <laughs> I say, oh, Chief I, I I thought I could have sworn Chief I should have Could have thought I, I saw I saw you pop up on Skype And I sent you a, You sent me a message Nah you sent me a message Then you No I didn't pop up on Skype You weren't on Skype last night Mm-mm Mm-mm I don't go on Skype at night, especially on Wednesday nights. I never go on Skype on Wednesday night. I only use Skype on Sunday mornings around 4 a.m. Then I get off. Yeah, I'll make up something. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, hey, peace, Bobby Jones. I see you say greetings. I am just going to listening. All right, brand new. Bobby Jones gospel. I know you probably hear that. All. You're probably sick and tired of hearing that, right? I know people say that when they see your name, Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones gospel, but you could have put Robert Jones and got away from that or Bob Jones. So maybe you wanted us to say Bobby Jones gospel whenever we saw your name. All right. Yeah. Peace to you though, brother Bobby. Welcome. 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 You know? Um, but yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. y'all know. See, see, look at everybody who knows who Bobby Jones is. Yeah. A bunch of undercover Christians here in the room. <laughs> I kind of sound like Bobby Jones, don't I? Hey, all right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was wonderful. Here we have Ty Tribbett. Ty Tribbett. You're so handsome, Ty Tribbett. Woo, praise the Lord. Yes, sir. That's how he used to talk. I used to hear, listen to, I'm like, doesn't anybody else hear this? No one's going to say anything? He's sitting up here in this sequent suit jacket. <laughs> With all his lip gloss smeared all over his lips. All right. Yes. Come on, man. Stop ignoring it. It's a problem with our with our community now, man. We know we we ignore too much stuff, man. You know, keep it real. Y'all knew what, what time it was. Just like Don Cornelius, the secular, the secular evil twin of Bobby Jones. He's the worldly Bobby Jones. Don Cornelius. Hey, man, I'm going to tell y'all a funny Don Cornelius story. Why not? Because it's a nighttime session, right? I'm going to tell y'all something funny. <laughs> this, this I have never shared online before. All right? But, you know, Wednesday nights I always give you a little something. 
And he's probably like, when's he going to get to the nighttime niggas? This is a nighttime niggas. Deal with it. So <laughs> back in the days, right, I used to play for this, because uh, some of you know I'm a musician, right? I used to play for this artist called Albie Shore, old school R&B dude. Y'all, a lot of y'all don't know who he is. He's a radio show host now. But back in the days, like, he was like, for, for he had a little run there where he was like every little you know, girls heartthrob for a little while. You know, he had some hits and Al used to come out in a tight acid wash, jean suit, curly. He had curly hair. He had a unibrow, which I found out later women actually find that attractive. I thought that was something you wanted to shave off, but apparently that unibrow is an attractive thing. So, you know, he had to look until Christopher Williams came and kind of, you know, did, did away with Al. But anyway, so we had to go out to California um, to do Soul Train. He was he was doing Soul Train. So he was like, yo, you know, um, Tom, I couldn't go. I was in I was in school when I was playing for Al, actually. And so we had a he was at the at the you know, some of you know I used to own a barber shop. So he was at the shop, right? And we were just talking about it, right? So <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. And I just feel like I want to say it out loud. So I'm not just telling y'all, I'm just saying it because it's funny. So right. Oh, man, don't start with the messages. That might be Al Shore. Al Shore right there. Don't tell that. Don't tell that story. <laughs> so, right. So, this is what happens. Um, we in the shop, right? So, Al used to cut his own hair. But I, like, I would still cut, even though I was still playing, everybody knew I cut hair. So, when we were out doing shows or we were on tour or whatever, I would still bring my clippers. But Al, for some reason, liked to cut his own hair. And he used to give himself the worst haircuts. Now that I told you, go back and look at the, at the album covers you're going to see. But he had that curly stuff so he could just play it off with the curls. But he always had a messed up. He only had one good haircut. And that was for his first album cover, the Night and Day album cover, because guess who cut it? But anyway, so we in the shop, right? <laughs> and his man, I'm not going to say his manager name because it's still my man. He's still, he's still in the industry. He's still high up. So we're going to leave him out of it. So, but his manager, I know him since I, they, they all knew me since I was real young, you know, and they all, you know, so we all cool, you know, so he's like, yo, oh man, I forgot I got to order these flowers. So I'm like, order for who, what, what you, what you ordering flowers for? You know, this is before like you can go on the internet and just, you know, app, you can order flowers or whatever. He was like, yo, we got to send down, down these flowers. So I was like, what do you mean you got sent down flowers? Now, you know, I'm still, at the time, I'm still like, because at this time, I wasn't producing yet. I was still just a session musician. A session session musician is just someone who basically plays studio sessions. So, you know, like, if you need, then I was playing more bass. So, if you need somebody, you know, come in and play some live violin or live bass or something like that, you know, there was a session rate, which is basically $250 a day. Back then, you know, but I got a lot of work as a session musician because I had my own transportation. I always showed up on time. I was reliable. And I knew how to read music, which was kind of a plus. So, you know, I got to meet a lot of people doing that. And then once in a while, I would do some live shows as well. So we talked, so, but I'm still trying to learn the business at this time because I was also getting jerked really, really bad back then and didn't know it. So I would always be kind of ear hustling. So I'm like, what you got to send flowers for? What's that about? And he was like, oh, nah, man, that's a, it's a Don thing, Don Cornelius thing. And I'm like, what do you mean it's a Don Cornelius thing? So here's the deal. I feel like a little gossip. I feel like a chatty patty. But this is funny. So, so he was like, yo, 
when Don brings someone on the show, I'm just going to put it out there, man, that he likes. We'll just say like, because like could mean anything, right? Right? So we'll just say that he likes. He requires that they bring him a bouquet of roses. <laughs> so, of course, I started laughing. You know, now a lot of one thing that some a lot of people don't know about Al is that, you know, if you look at old, you're probably going to go look at some some old 80s videos. I'll be sure. He looked almost kind of soft. Right. Like because he, he sung in falsetto, but he had a real deep speaking voice. But Al was a football player. Like, Al wasn't a soft person. You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't queer or anything like that. He just sung like that. And he was a pretty boy. He had the curly hair and, you know, like, real chiseled kind of features. You know what I'm saying? Like, strong eyes and all that. You know, he's one of them pretty boys, right? So I'm picturing big old Al, like, handling, handing this bouquet of roses, like, on one knee to Don Cornelius so that he could go on stage, you know? So of course I just started cracking up laughing. Uh, so, so that's, that's really the whole story, but I just thought it was funny, you know? Um, and then I started thinking about all the other pretty boys who I saw on soul train. I was like, yo, so I guess they had to, you know, that's, that's the stuff we talk about in the industry. Now that's light what I'm sharing with you, but that's the stuff we talk about when they say, Oh yeah, they got to do all these kind of rituals to get on and the Illuminati and stuff. You know, that's, that's the beginning of it. All right. When you, ha- when you have to give you're you're a heterosexual man and you have to give roses to another quote unquote <laughs> heterosexual man. What does that kind of duty? What does that open you up and get you started for later on down the road? You know, now I know Al wasn't going for that. And as you can see, it's, you know, he had a couple, he had a strong run for a couple of years and that was it, <laughs> you know, cause maybe he wasn't trying to keep giving up the roses or give up his, his rose, be deflowered, you know, the brown, the brown rose. <laughs> so yeah, man, I just thought it was always funny, man. That, that whole little thing. I don't know how we just got all the way to that, but you know, we nighttime traveling, but that was one of, you know, there's a lot of funny things that happened my time uh, in the industry, but honestly, all the funny things, that one was one of the things that just kind of like, and it was funny to me because no one else in the room was like, as <laughs> like, as disgusted by it. And I was like, what? You know, like, I just was like, you fucking, you, you kidding? I thought it was, a, I was like, you joking, right? He's like, nah, yo, we got to get them. If we do, we show up to LA because you know, we New York dudes. So they're like, yo, we got to get these before we get on the flight. We got to have them. Like, we show up to L.A. without these. Because at the time, I don't know if they still film. They, you know, but Soul Train filmed out in L.A. It's like, yo, we show up to L.A. without the flowers, man. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I'm just remember Al's face. Like, Al's just looking at the floor, shaking his head. Like, I, you know, like, I just want to sing. I just want to write my songs and sing. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to have to do all this. You know, so yeah, man, sometimes you got certain experiences that begin to kind of open you up, you know, those little, um, no pun intended, breaking up again. Okay, what on YouTube? Yeah, let me do my, um, let me do my magic so I can, uh, on YouTube. Okay. Wow, it must be because my YouTube thing just froze. Uh oh. I can't even fix it right now. All right, let's see what happens. 
I knew I shouldn't have told that story. Darn it. All right, everybody's telling me it's breaking up. All right, I can't fix it just yet. All right, give me a second, everybody. And all right, hopefully that's better. Hopefully it fixed. Darn it. You know why you know why that audio messed up, man. I shouldn't have told that story. I shouldn't even have said anything. Alright, hopefully it cleared up. I don't know if it cleared up yet or if it's still breaking up, but yeah, man, maybe I should have kept that story to myself. <laughs> oh man, you know, I never tell those type of stories. I usually keep that stuff to myself. Okay, it's clear now. Okay. Yeah, man. I should have kept it to myself. That's what happened. Yeah, that was that was the mute. That was the soul music gods. They was like, "Yeah, you gonna stop? <laughs> you gonna stop right now before you say something you're not supposed to say?" Yeah, or that could have been the ghost of Don Cornelius. That could have been his spirit. It's like, all right now, you better stop it. You better go ahead with that. All right now, because <laughs> I was fierce. I was fierce in my day. <laughs> Yeah, let me stop, man, for my whole uh, setup here blow up on me, man. All right, Don, I'm, I'm sorry about that, man. I'll bring you some. Nah, I ain't gonna promise that. But you might try to make me bring you some flowers. But um, yeah, man. So it opens you up to things. But you know, keep your mind open, man. You want new things? You got to do new things sometimes. You know, but sometimes those stale compromises can be an issue too. You know, what I wanted to share a little bit with you all, because I told you I was gonna keep it light tonight, man. You know, I gotta. Someone had had expressed to me recently, like, man, Chief, I'm really like now that you've really been uh, white roses for the brown roses. Mm-mm-mm. See, I knew I shouldn't have said nothing to y'all. You know what? I forgot how I, I forgot how y'all are. That's why I be keeping stuff to myself. I know I shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, that'd be that'd be my last end because I got some doozies. I could write a book. That'd be my last industry story. But, um, you know, actually, I was going to keep it light tonight, man. And I wanted to share something on. um, There was an herb that I was thinking about earlier today. Well, I I was getting ready to use it for something. And um, I had spoken about it before. Actually, it's in one of the rituals and I knew spiritual training, which also leads me to another thing that let me let me bring up. That's real important. Uh, really, really important. I need I need to kind of cover real quick. Many of you have probably noticed on the Sedua House website that a lot of your classes are missing. Well, all of them, with the exception of um, the our new spiritual training classes. All right, um, we are currently we were updating, was working with some of the developers of some of the the technology on the site, some of the classroom technology, and um, some of the courses got got removed uh that were not under the head administrator's name which is me on the site anything that was not created by me had a problem all right so um you didn't lose your courses quote unquote but um we're restoring them now and some of them we're going to have to restore by hand i'm I, i'm feeling they're working on it now to uh restore from some of the backups from the site but um i think there was an issue with some corruption. So um, 
we may have to do some of them by hand. All right. So just so all of you know, you know, that's what's going on in the site. That's why things may look a little funny or look a little bit different. Um, <laughs> and part of this is because I didn't shut the site down to do these upgrades. Remember I was telling you guys before, like, yeah, I could have shut the site down for a day or two to do the upgrades. And I didn't do that. Um, so yeah, man, <laughs> that's what happens. All right. So just, just, just so you guys know what's going on there, we did send out a site wide notice, but in case you didn't see the notice or whatever, no, you should have, but if you didn't, that's what's going on there. So you're not going to lose your courses. They're going to come back. Um, but we're just in the process of restoring them from backups now. All right. So that's why it's, it's a little, a little, uh, little janky over there, man. But that's how it is sometimes, you know, you want to do your own thing, man. You know, sometimes you pay for the convenience of someone else's platform. Like when we were on Udemy, I didn't have to worry about none of this, you know, but um, I didn't, Udemy was, Udemy was trying to strong arm me. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't like it. You know, there was some of their, their, their practices I, I didn't appreciate, you know. Um, so, but the, but the, I knew spiritual training courses are fine. So if you're in that, you probably didn't notice any difference. But like the oils, alchemy, meditation, dreams, sex magic, all that stuff, those courses are the ones that were uh, affected by anything that was not created by me was affected. All right. So like I said, we're working on it now. But I wanted to mention that just so you would know, you know, (laughs) what happened. So, yeah, man, you know, but like I said, I was thinking about this herb, uh, Sometimes we call it black cherry, uh, but in the Anu spiritual training, uh, there's an exercise that I that I give, and and in that I call it belladonna, which is another name for it. It has a lot of different names. Uh, sometimes it's called belladonna. Sometimes it's called black cherry. Sometimes it's called um, witchberry. Sometimes it's called blackberry, uh, depending because you can you can find it in different places. So depending on, of course, where you find it, um, the, the name is going to be a little bit different. But it's it's a it's a herb that I use, that I like to use, um, especially for like um, a lot of first eye work, and especially for people who are not used to working with the first eye. Um, I I use it a lot because it's so accessible. And what I mean by accessible, um, it immediately kind of kicks in. You know, sometimes certain things you may use just don't have an effect. It's almost like cayenne pepper. I don't think there's anybody who could put cayenne pepper in their mouth and not feel an effect, you know, or salt for that matter, or honey or sugar and say, no, I can't taste the honey in the honey. You know, like you're going (laughs) to, you're going to have an immediate effect. And so certain, I, I, I enjoy myself personally, sometimes depending on who I'm working with, I enjoy working with, uh, stronger herbs and things that will cause, um, things to go a little faster sometimes. And I tell you, sometimes I like to give you all the background to give you an idea how sometimes your story may look, you know, in terms of your story of growth. Um, I learned, or let me see, not learned, but that was impressed upon me by uh, a woman elder who I know who does hoodoo, uh, staunch Christian. Let me get this straight, staunch Christian. All right. But she is a root worker and she makes no qualms about that. But she will tell you in a heartbeat that she's all for Christ. So I just let it ride. You know, she's in. Let me see. Wow. She's. Ooh, 
I need to give her a call, man. She's like in her early 90s now. Late. Yeah. I think she, I think she cracked 91 already. But um, real, real, real cool elder, you know, just real, real dangerous type of elder. <laughs> you know, one of them elders where no matter what you bring to her, man, she's just, she's just so cool. And and you know, there's the power that comes from that. You know, you can kind of keep yourself even, even headed, and keep yourself cool because you know when you start to become too hot, you start to lose all that. All right, so we'll wait it out. We'll see if it fixes. Block talk does really well, so let me not be unappreciative. All right, give me one second, everyone. I'm just gonna fix block talk. I'll be right back. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give you one better because I have a, a good sister of mine 
who actually does Arisha music, man, you know, and we had her on the show a, a, a long, maybe about two, three years ago, something like that. Um, but she wrote a book, a little, she has a, it's, she has an ebook version, but uh, called Spirit of the Orisha. Uh, and it has an accompanying CD with it as well. All right. So uh, yeah, show the, show the sister some love, man. Her name is Sula, S-U-L-A. And um, Sula Evans is her name. She's real cool, man. You know, and she's always shown me and my family uh, a lot of love, you know, a lot of love and a lot of support. She's down for the cause. You know, um, she's she's a cool sister. She's actually initiated in the Akan system, you know, but, um, you know, and and, and where I have a home on the continent, her quote-unquote godmother her home is like right down the street from where i'm at so you know small world small world when everybody converges back on the continent right you know <laughs> but um yeah so i so support her she she has a she has an arisha cd that she had put out some time ago and i know when she first put it out she didn't have the ebook so i'm only gonna make an assumption probably maybe that the um music she probably has digitally too maybe it's on iTunes or something but I know you definitely can can grab her her stuff off of Amazon all right so yeah man you know keep it in house <laughs> you know keep it in house so I'm 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 going to big her up for that you know uh but like I said I know there's a book and a CD um together and on the CD is a lot of songs that she threw up there um, she sings. It's her singing, by the way, I guess I should say. And if any of you ever look at the um, footage, I think a while, maybe like two, three years ago, we did like a little, just like a highlight um, of when I was going around um, doing a lot of different workshops. And there's a scene with me playing the drums and there's a woman singing. Well, really the whole music to the whole highlight reel. That's her singing. And I'm playing the drums uh, and we're sitting on a park, a park bench in uh, Congo Square in New Orleans, and uh, she's singing while I'm playing. So you know that's that's her, right? But she has a a, a CD, uh, which I'm sure by now she probably has it digital. You could get it. So yeah, man, you know, show that sister some love, man. She's good people, you know, real sweet spirit. Oshun sister, you know, and she's got all of that Oshun hope in her eyes. <laughs> Whenever you talk to her, she's super, super loving. If I call her right now, because you're not going to call out on blog talk. You say, it's funny if you hear how long the intro, like she has this long string of niceties that you have to, that she has to go through whenever you call her. You know, she'd be like, oh, my darling chief. Oh, my darling. I love you so much. Oh, I'm so glad you called me. Oh, my brother, I was just thinking about you the other day and, Oh, I saw this brother who looked just like you. And then I started talking to him and I was telling my good friend about you. And, oh, I love him so much. And I love you so much. And all you two brothers need to meet each other. You know, it's a whole long thing of love you got to go through, man. Every time you talk to her, she's sitting there waiting through it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, she got that Oshun hope, Shamika. Yeah, it's hope. You know, it's that um, that optimism. You know, for a better day, something's going to be better tomorrow, you know, because I'm going to make it better because I'm going to make it pretty. So even if it's ugly tomorrow, I'm going to make what's ugly pretty, 
<laughs> you know, they got that type of energy that they come into the room with, man. It's good. It's nice. You know, it's healthy. All right. 931, you're on the air. Hey, greetings, Chief. This is Low the Scholar, bro. <laughs> peace. Hey, peace, Low. About time. Yeah, man. Yeah, Let's talk about some, some gremlins and some goblins and exactly you know what i'm saying this brother always <laughs> is right there with me man whenever i start getting into my other zone with my other literature and stuff he's right there man so yeah man how you doing this evening brother oh uh, i'm all right thank you <laughs> good good for sure for sure man what's on your mind Oh, none. I'm just enjoying the show and and everything, you know. I didn't mean to, you know, call in and whatnot, but, you know, I got to be in a be in a space where, you know, no noise, you know, show respect and whatnot. And sometimes it's hard to do when you're hopping on one leg and whatnot. Yeah, for sure, man. Oh, yeah. I know how it is. <laughs> I know how it is. But, you know, I always appreciate brothers like yourself, man, because you have a – it seems to be an, an eclectic – a range of things because I and, and just for anyone listening, this brother, this is the first time we've ever spoken voice to voice, but he always leaves such responsible comments on on the videos that I always remember him. You know, um, whenever there's a video, he 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 always has a nice uh, way that he'll expand whatever I was talking about, or he'll provide, you know, like almost a, some some contextual. Bibliography, you know, I'll say something. He's like, "Oh, I noticed you brought this, Chief. Yeah, I like that book. This book I like too. Do 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 do. You know, and, yeah. and I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I appreciate that because I tell you, a lot of times, um, you know, sometimes we get stuck in one kind of information, man, and 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 it's hard for us to imagine that, you know, there's such a wide range of information that we can take in that we can apply to this journey, man. So, you know, I'm always yes, appreciative. Yes, yes sir. Comments, yes, but. sir. I, I agree with you on that. Cause uh, when you gave them, you know, them doom references and, and, and you was probably, you know, a Ghibli film. I was like, he's know about Ghibli. You know, like, <laughs> like how you know, you know, <laughs> you know, cause you so, you so cool, you know. And one thing I can say about you is that, you know, I respect, your, you know, your madness and how you, you know, how, how how you are, and you are unapologetic about it. So it's like you just come out with these references, and I just me, I reference back to things that you know that just instantly, you know, come to come to me in my head, right? You know, like oh, he's talking about you know the Benny Jessery and whatnot. I love that book, or you know, he, you right. know, he's talking about you know. The warrior and the magician. I'm like, well, you know, if you reference, you know, if you ever played War of Warcraft, I can, I can go here with it and, you know, say, oh, so that's what that means. Okay, I get it. Yes, you know, you right. know I, I just, I just be going, you know, re, you know, re going the back in my head and whatnot, and you know, just like, okay, I, I get what you're saying. You know, something that I can reference and then say, okay, I get it. I get what you're saying now. If you know, so that's how I, that's how I just break it down for myself. You know. <laughs> ah man, I appreciate it, man. You know, it's good stuff. And and you know, and and another little hit on that for you sisters. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Lo. Um, a lot of times, like like again, oh, and I and I need to, brother, this brother Victor, 
I'm going to get back to you. I know you're probably listening to the show or will listen to this. I know you sent me a message a while ago about this, and I haven't gotten back to you. I've been so busy. But brother asked me if I could do a show on, on the Iyami. And a lot of you know I have not done that show. I can, but I haven't because, you know, I'm not it, – it, it's not right. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 no, it's not right for me to do that. I have a lot of respect for the Iyami, and they look out for me hard body. So I'm not going to mess up my relationship by overstepping my place. You know, um, you could be as deep as you want to be, man, but it doesn't mean just because you're smart or you're strong that you can violate rules. There's still there's still rules to the universe, you know. Um, so I haven't done that mm-hmm. show. But what Brother Lowe so a lot of times when you sisters ask me about the Iyami or the AJ. I'll give you other references. I'll say, well, go check this out. Go check that out. Go check that out. So that's one that he just brought up. I'm glad you said that. The Benny Gesserit. There's a book series by Frank Herbert. And actually, when, well, once Frank Herbert died, his, his son and his son's partner. What was it's his name? Uh, Paul, right? Paul Herbert? Brian, no, it's um, Brian, Brian Herbert. It's Brian Herbert. Brian. He, um, he co-authored it. I can't remember the other guy's name. He co-authored. But they yeah. continued the, the series. But they did, like... Okay, Frank Herbert did, you know, the Doom series. They're doing like the um book series before Dune happened. Like they're doing right, the Borderlands, you know, Hyde and you know, the right. start of when the Bene Gesserit actually formed and the and the right. Spacing Guild and all mm-hmm. of that. You know, I really ain't, ain't really got into his books because it was like, you know, Doom, the Doom series is like canon for me, and I don't want to, you know, mess that up going, going, you know, with his son stuff because, you know, I don't want, you know, it's just so good. The Benedictor is just so, you get to see women in power, and you see how yep. they do things from a, from a bloodline aspect, where you got the right. people here, they're all pure mathematics. But but right. the, but the women, the Benedictor, they they break things down from a you know not only from a psychic aspect, but also through bloodlines, because that's how they control everything. They control everything through bloodlines, you know. Right. And it's just yeah, it's nothing but women and they're exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right, man. What he just said. Now, I've read pretty much all the books. I'm, I may be like three or four short, and I know a couple of them I skimmed a little bit. Like, um, uh, what was the one? Well, no, Luna, Heretics of Dune, I think I, I skimmed on a little bit because uh, it just got oh, a little man. a little, little. But I'm going to go back on it. It got a little wordy for a little bit, but I'm going to go back on it. But um, the Bene Gesserit. So we talking about the Yami. <laughs> we're talking about the witches and, and feminine power. Man, the Bene Gesserit, right? It, it, go, 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 and and go and check out. Even if you check out the first Dune, if you want to check out. But you know the, the way, like Dune. brother, yeah, the first Dune. You know that's when they introduce uh, Reverend Mother uh, Gaius Mohan. Gaius Hellamayim. <laughs> Yeah, you know it. <laughs> and she's like basically she's the emperor's witch. You know, she's the emperor's soothsayer, basically. Soothsayer. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, and then you have you know, you have a bunch of different Benny Jesuit. And the Benny Jesuit are basically a order. They are feminine order. They're they're a womanly order, but it's not <laughs> it's like anything you could imagine about witchcraft on steroids. And the way they write it, because you got to understand, like with Frank Herbert, 
he he built he based a lot of his writings around Islam. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know a lot of the stuff that he's writing. Even it's like it's like Islam in outer space, basically. So a lot of the stuff he's That's writing what the about. Yeah, yeah, like the Fremen. Yeah, yeah, the Fremen. Yeah, because you know they're basically you know um um Muslim because yeah. they and they're chanting. For the their Messiah, the Musa, you know, and the Muadib. Yeah, the Al Gaib and Muadib, the Mahdi, you know. Right, the Mahdi, you know. So this this is all Islamic stuff, but I'm telling you, it's really good. So a lot of you sisters who have asked me, you know, like, oh man, like, you know, can I get more Arisha information? I mean, I'm sorry, not Arisha, AJ information. I'm telling you, check out the Benny Jesuit, check out that book. You know, I wouldn't even fast forward to the Benny Jesuit. Read the book. And because what will happen is you'll start to see how much the women are really actually orchestrating political, worldly, and spiritual events. You know, even though they play the black round. I mean, I mean background. They even have a whole planet for themselves, you know, yes, where they, they train do. women. And it's real deep, even the way the women are. It's like there's a, there's, there's a they have a certain balance over their emotions. They're very cold, you know. So like when <laughs> young girls are born, yeah, they, they're like yo. They, I'm telling you, they're cold man. When the young girls are born, they don't even get to know who their mothers are, you know. They're, or their they're raised, yeah, or their fathers, right? You know, but but they're all, but it's still all genetic modification. And then sometimes what they'll do is they'll marry off one of the witches to different political figures throughout the galaxy. And this is how they maintain control in a sense, you know. Um, but if you really get to the point where you understand the sciences, you know, they're also martial artists. Um, and, you know, like, remember, remember um, who was it? The, um, Vladimir Harkonnen. Remember, remember the whole yeah, way the he got poisoned by the, by the mm-hmm. witch? You know, the, he um, had... The, the hot- the, um, the high enemy, or oh, 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 the Gong <laughs> you know. Right. So basically there was a woman who released poison out of like these witches know how to hold certain chemicals inside of their bodies. Right. They have such a mastery over their bodies that they can have sex with a man and release certain chemicals, whatever chemical they want at a certain time. And she basically. (laughs) Right. Exactly. She can enslave them. I'm telling you, it's deep. And the whole the whole series really centers around this substance called melange spice or spice melange, yeah. which melange, melange. As as melange, you know what that you know that's melanin, and it basically is melanin. When you read about what the spice does, the spice is created through spice worms, you know, and the spice mm-hmm. worms are basically kundalini energy. You know, they're, they're snakes, but they call them worms, and they create this substance called spice. And the spice is really melanin, and it, and it increases, you know, your your psychic abilities. It increases your physical ability. All these different things. It even changes the color of your eyes and all kind of stuff, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, if you sisters want to learn about how witches move, you know, and the ideas of the Iyami, the ideas of the Aj, you check out the Bene Gesserit orders um, that are that are outlined in that book because he did an excellent job because you know if you read the books you'll see that he basically took ideas from a lot of different religions similar to star wars but mm-hmm. this is way better than star wars this is way way better than star way wars better. But, yeah it's like but you, you know you 
but with the um with the Bene Gesserit, especially in the later book, you get right. to see the Bene Gesserit um as they especially in like Heretic and um Chapter mm-hmm. House. You get to see the Bene Gesserit, okay. you know, didn't leave the scattering that didn't go all over the world, then you get to see the the Benedict, the new Benedict of those, you know, those missionaries that left, you know, from, you know, different ga- galaxies, and these women come back, and then you know, you, you see, you see the war between, you know, two different sects of Benedict You know, the Benedict is just looking like. Them hoes, you know, they, that's what that's how they really talk. They be like, them hoes over there. You be like, yeah, them, you know. And it's just, it's just fun how you see two women orders that were the same at one time, but then they branched off, you know, like at, after like a thousand years. And then you see how one is, and you see how another one is, and then you see how they come together. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, I read some of that. See, I gotta. You're inspiring me actually to go back on some of that work. You know, um, but he what he's talking about, he's giving it to you, man. Um, I'm telling Michelle just said, I just ordered that book and can't wait for it. I started the Dune series, but never finished it because of school. I'm totally geeking out. I love Frank Herbert's books. Yeah. I mean, it opens your mind. I can't say that because there's a lot of works that I read and I'll get little gems from and I say, oh, man, I'm going to teach about this. I can't necessarily say that there was anything in Frank Herbert's books that I ever read and was like, aha, a lesson. But what I can say is that reading his work opened up my mind so much. And really, because he creates, a, a, it was other worlds we're talking about. But you start to see how some of the theories that we talk about, if really pushed to their, their thresholds, how they really look acted out. So, like, when you talk about, you know, like, again, we talk about the Benny Jesuit. You talk about, you know, a lot of sisters walking around. I'm a priestess. I'm a witch. I'm this, that, 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 that. And it's cute. Yeah, put your little, you know, <laughs> clothes on and wrap your hair up and, you know, load up on the patchouli. Yeah, it's cool. You smell like, okay, cool. But when you read how it really looks and not just looks in terms of, admiring the witchcraft aspect or whatever, or the femininity, but when you really see how powerful it is, you know, cause you're not, you're talking about women who have learned, you know, they have even their own language, you know, like you see in, in the film version, you know, I know you remember those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one the thing version, but, they, but they do hand signals. They but do they're hand talking signals, regularly, yeah. but they're doing hand signals. That's, That's the real language. <laughs> That's, exactly. That's the real talk. So they'll be sitting there in front of each other, and it was a scene where one, I think, was that was that Jessica? Was no, it wasn't Jessica. No, no, it was um, it was it was Caroline? it was um, Reverend Mother Helen, and it was um, Princess Caroline, because um, right. Helen Moyen was in was in the prison, and she was talking to you know Caroline, and you know about right. getting rid of um the twins, you know, and, right. that, and you even talked about them because you refer, referenced them to the Abedjet, you know. Right. Because the, the twins were the saviors, basically. They they were the yeah. Christ, Leto, Leto and, and, and his sister. You know, so, mm-hmm. but they're talking out of their mouth one way, like, hey, so how was your such and such? And did you take care of that? But then they're using another language that they're using so quickly with their hands. It's a totally different conversation. You know, that's when I fell in love. And I was like, oh, my goodness. This is like when you come in the house and your girl's talking in pig Latin. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, or if if you ever seen, okay, if you ever seen like Game Banger stacking, or mm-hmm. you you know nowadays they you know these dances they do what they call cutting, which really just looks like stacking. That's that's basically what it is. It's the same thing. <laughs> you, know, you say what like, thing, and you just <laughs> talking with your right. friends. <laughs> And you're giving a whole nother signal. I know exactly. And it looks the same as like what they were doing in the movie, the, the dance and everything. So, yeah, man, um, I would advise a lot of you sisters who, if you really want to get some witch inspiration, if you really want to see like, well, let's see, if we had a society of women, if we really did, if we decided like, you know what, we're we going to stand up and really do something for ourselves in a sense, what would it look like? The Benny Jesuit will give you all of the inspiration that you want. And honestly, you're not going to find it too many places. Honestly, like, you know, because I've studied the Iyami extensively. I've studied the, the, the Wajet, the Wajet extensively. And anytime I see anything with the name witch on it, I run to it. You know, and I don't, like I said, I don't teach those shows because it's just not, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't, I don't feel, and I don't feel uncomfortable enough. Or you know, my level of of discomfort is too high to sit up here and tell a bunch of women about their feminine power. Now, if it's my mate, yeah, like we home, I'm gonna tell you, yeah, listen, this is how you work that coochie. You know, this is what you do, and da da da. You know, yeah, we gonna we gonna have those feminine conversations, but outside of that, now nah, it's not really my place to do that. But I will guide you, sisters, on where you could go, and that's and that's a perfect place to look and. And the books are a little thick, so you may look at it and feel a little intimidated. And, and you may not be that interested in the sci-fi aspect, but just to learn about politics, even. You know, there's, there's, there's a mm-hmm. lot in there, you know, as you know, you know, in those books. And, and even the way yeah. you find all the Orisha in there, the way that the houses, like you have the House of Atreides, House of Carino, House, House of Arcanine. Yeah. And yeah. each one... <laughs> Basically, like you got one planet that's all water, you got one planet that's like all industry, you know, another one that's like in the clouds, you know, so it's like you see the elements are present and the people who come from those planets have the the the, the personality and the spiritual inflections of the actual planets that they come from. You know, so you start to get a little sense of that and like like Brother Lowe was saying, even when you're dealing with the spacing gill, they use spice to terraform themselves to go beyond humanity and they learn how to fold space and time by using these really without complex radical. You know, what were you saying? I said without moving. <laughs> right, without moving, exactly. Without even moving. You know, so it starts to give you a sense of the idea of learning to cultivate and to utilize melanin. You know, some of the, the things that um, even ancient scripture speaks about because, like I said, his whole books are built around basic Sufism. You know, it's Islamic Sufism. You know, and you have some different elements thrown in there, but it's real stuff. You know, he just had a real cool. You know, whereas like with Star Wars, Star Wars is good, but it, there's a lot of elements thrown in there to the point that he almost makes and and, and Star Wars is ma- mainly biblical. It's a biblical story, so it, it doesn't go but so far. It's still good beats out evil at the end, you know, but we're like doom, you really don't know what's good who's or bad. Good, who's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you really get into that science of isness and it's just like, 
what it's more about evolution what things evolve and pushing to evolution even beyond human form if need be you know just it's it, it gets real interesting man so you know for a lot of like i said a lot of you sisters who are very interested in in um information and strong mind body fitness the name of the book series is dune d-u-n-e i saw you asked in the chat room what's the name of these books and there's a whole there's a lot of them but just start with the very first one and the very first yeah. one the just name of it is dune you know um you can even watch the movies <laughs> right right like yeah, in 19, yeah 1984 mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't tell you because i i wasn't born but you know, when I was like, I have a good memory. So when I was a baby, I remember watching that that first Doom by Dino De Laurentiis, and it it, it 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 stuck with me throughout my you know throughout my journey. <laughs> you know. Well, I remember when Doom came out in the theaters. Yeah, it was '84, <laughs> and um, the second one came out. I think in two, it was like '99, 2000, somewhere around that, and mm-hmm. that one came out on the Sci Fi Channel, and yeah. It was slightly different, but they were they were good. They were both good, just different. The first one, obviously, you know, to me that was, you know, that was the one. That one had Sting in it from the police, and you know, um, but you know, it was it was good, man. You could watch if you watch both of them, you'll get a lot. The second one that came out later on the Sci Fi Channel, that one had a part one and two, right? Because it had to basically it was Dune and the Children of Dune, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They combined together. So you can actually watch all three of them and, and you'll get a lot of, yeah, you'll get a lot, even just on the Benny Jesuit. If you want to get into some witch Iyami stuff, if any of you sisters want feel like you want to get real, if you want to get tough, you know, if you want to get a little spiritually brolic, you know, you want to, you want to get your tough witch on. That's, that's what you tap into. If you really want to see some wanna learn that weird and way, <laughs> weird and way. Exactly. How they were using sound vibrations to, you know, what I mean? like, man, listen, but see, that's that's where it's at. That's some real stuff right there. That's where it's at, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, give thanks, man, for mentioning that, mentioning that yes, that, that whole Benny Jesuit's piece, man. Yeah, that stuff was was good. It, a lot of those films, man, and that's why I said I appreciated the brother because a lot of times I know some of the references I use. It's not really maybe material that you guys are as interested in or maybe even dug into because a lot of people they're calling for Risha information, which is cool, you know, or just give me some African rituals, you know? Um, but, but this thing is infinite, you know, it's, it's, it's like a complex combination of digits. It's infinite. It just keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on. So you're going to find the ideologies and these thought patterns pop up, and so many different things. And, and some people have been able to, in very genius intellectual ways, been able to convey, they've been inspired by these spirits. So they've been able to convey some of these deep high ideas through film and whatnot. And what I always appreciate is when I watch an old film, like Dune, yeah, it came out in 84, right? The, the first one. But the book was written mm-hmm. in 65. You know? Yeah. So I think it's always good to understand that this isn't new. And sometimes we get caught up in that. You know, when we start studying, you know, we start looking at our parents a certain way, like, well, they weren't exposed to any consciousness. <laughs> and we don't realize, like, no. Like I told you, the first really strong metaphysical movement in America was in the 1920s. 
you know, around 1914, 1920s, you had a strong, even black Hebrew Israelite movement as well in the 30s. You know, so a lot of the things that we're engaged in now, we, you know, we didn't come up with this stuff. We're not the first person to, to look at pictures of, of Kemet and say, oh, it's called Kemet. It's not Egypt. And, you know, people have been calling themselves Ethiopians for a long time, man. You know, there's another series, and I know you probably know about it, Lo. I got to get back on it. I fell off on it. But um, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that brother. What's the name of that brother, man? He's real interesting, man. He played in Shaft, but he he always calls he calls the people. Uh, what does he call them? Ethiopians. Um, the, 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 oh, not, you not, know, um, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I can't remember his name, but I know he played in Shaft. He 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 yeah. he, not, he plays in Westworld. Westworld. Okay. He plays in Westworld. He plays in Westworld. Yeah. He's he's a good actor, you know. He's he's anything. He's always solid, you know. Whatever mm. he plays, and the brother's got a lot of range, you know. But um, he plays in 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 Boardwalk Empire. He's a brother who came, I think, what season two, he came in, and uh, yes, I want to say three, but you was probably yeah, right. No, it might be three because I know it was late because he came in around when I fell off, and he was just a very. Very interesting character, man. He had a whole. They he's got a whole the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. <laughs> you know, and he's got this whole different theory on black-white relations. But this is at a time, you know, because this is Boardwalk Empire circles around the life of 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 Nucky. What was Nucky's last name? Thompson. Was it Thompson? Nucky Thompson. Mm-hmm. Nucky Thompson, right? Who was a real life figure, and uh, he's played by a. Uh, uh, Steve uh, Buscemi, I think that's Buscemi. How you Buscemi. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, weird looking dude, but he always gets good roles. But you know, it was a um, you know, it's a real life adaptation, you know, uh, of a person who actually really lived, and you know, even a dude with half a face blown off, he's a real person, and you know, um, mm-hmm. but you know, you start to see that even the time period because this this this. The series is like um, it's centered around the 30s during the Prohibition era, and you start to see that there's even elements of consciousness back then. You know, when you listen to some of the black characters and the things that they're saying amongst each other, you know, it's very interesting. You know, so um, yeah, this consciousness ain't you, man. Yeah, I would say um, because his character is actually a Garveyite, and he goes like. He's visited by the FBI, and they they and, and basically in in certain parts they talk. They're saying how this is basically when like Garvey leaves um leaves him leaves America, and, and like uh you know during the nineteen thirty. It's it's basically that's what they, that's what in some um episodes that's what they're talking about when he's visited by the FBI. You know we know you're a Garveyite, but you know he we got rid of him. You know, and, right, right. Um, you know, and yeah, I would agree with Chief because I remember, uh, you know, my my teacher made me, uh, which is basically, you know, my my L because he just shoved me along. He made all of us read Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire by um, Drusilla Hurston, and that book uh, is was made like in was authored in like nineteen. 19- Thirty something. It, it's it's a very old book, <laughs> very old. 
But mm-hmm. but by Drusilla, yeah, it's it's a very old book. <laughs> but he yeah. used to always read that. <laughs> I mean, I I know that book. I have that. That's the one with the yellow cover. It's like a looks like it was handwritten almost. It's got a letter, yellow color with black writing. And um, yeah, and it speaks about that aspect of us being Ethiopian. You refer to as an Ethiopian, so forth, so on. And yeah, it's a real old book, you know. So it, it just gives you that idea that you know, or just the, the proof that the conscious thought has been around for a minute. So to still be to be moving in, and that's kind of like in Boardwalk Empire, Doctor Narcissus, because that's that's his full name, I think, Narcissus or something like that, which obviously yeah, Narcissus, right? Yeah take on narcissists but um dr narcisse um his his character you start to get the sense that he does he does a little bit more talking you know because he's also corrupt at the same time there's a corruptive aspect about him you know um but you know he and and the way they made him up you know they and and you know the whole doctor thing is because you know i think he's really supposed to be dr du bois because he looks like W.E. Du Bois, like the way he wears. Because, you know, W.E. Du Bois had a very distinctive mustache and beard. Yeah, and yeah, he, that very distinctive mustache. Look like, um, I got to say this, look like a character off, <laughs> off of Three Musketeers when we, 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 you, yeah, you know, exactly. with, 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 with his the, mustache and go teeth. You're absolutely right. It does look like that. You know, yeah, he does. And, and they made him up to look similar. Now, I... I don't chop anything up as just accidental, you know. So um, I'm I'm sure there was there was some some purpose in that, you know. But you know, so he's supporting the the whole Garveyite movement. But I mean, he's more like Nino Brown from New Jack City at you know at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he he, he's rough, man. You know, he's a real serious type of dude the way he, he gets gives down. Lectures, lectures, lectures in the morning and he he pushing that weight and <laughs> right, he pushing exactly. that weight through Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, so he's a real interesting character. But again, the the film I mean or or, or the series is set in the thirties. You know, are y'all mm-hmm. asking me for the name of the book again? Come on, Achille. Come on, brother. You putting that in the chat room? Come on, man. You can't scroll up. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll up, brother. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, we killing but you me. You also get to see you. You, uh, sorry, Chief. <laughs> it's all right. Mm-hmm. Ellen, oh, and thank you, Sister Madeline. Madeline told us that the, the name of the brother is Jeffrey Wright, and I think you absolutely that sounds like okay. a, I think that's right. yeah, right. That sounds about right, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Wright. Thank you, Madeline. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, brother? Oh, I was about to say, you also get to see, okay, especially in Boardwalk Empire, you know, you mm-hmm. also get to see formation of the commission, and you also get to see how, yeah. basically how, if you know anything about that time, you also get to see how, basically, blacks that, that were also in the underwear, how they get basically outed out, you know, of of the criminal underwear by the Italians and, and, and by the Irish, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. You're right. Um, because that was, man, I don't even know if I should mention this. Well, I'll just, I'll reference the book because I, I got too much inside information on this one. But there's a book called Black Brothers Incorporated. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever checked that one out, but it's a real good book. It deals with a lot of the um, 
just a lot of the underworld, we'll say, we want to use that terminology, but underworld activity uh, in the Philly, Detroit area, Philly and Detroit area, um, I should say. Oh, okay, Achille, you wasn't talking about the book. Well, you did say book, though, brother. <laughs> um, we talk, no, we're not talking about a book right now. We're talking about a series on is it HBO, I think. Yeah, it's on um, HBO. HBO? Okay. Yeah, I download everything from the internet, man, so I never know what channel anything's on. But um, it's it's called Boardwalk Empire. That's the name of it, brother Achilles. Board Boardwalk Empire, and it's it's since gone off. I think it went off like in. Oh, I'm breaking up. Uh, here we go with the malarkey. All right, let me fix this real quick. All right, let me do my little magic. Hopefully that that should have fixed it on YouTube. Just let me know if it did or didn't. But um, yeah, brother, we were. Uh, speaking about Boardwalk Empire is the name of the of the um, TV series. It centers around a guy by the name of Nucky Thompson. And I mean, I, you know, I like I like anything that's gangster. So I I, mm-hmm. I like I don't like it, but you know, yeah, if you know, I, I just like I like shoot 'em ups and, and gangster flicks because I just like I like anything yeah. that's dealing with outlaws. You know, just doing yeah. things wrong. You know. Um, so if you like that type of film, you love the series. It's, it's a well-written series, you know, um, and it does, like Brother Lowe just said, it does kind of put you on to some of the Irish involvement in, like, Prohibition and, and many things um, of, uh, you know, uh, of, of that nature. And then, you know, also then you see where the Italians come into play. And you can never forget the Jews, you know. some. Of, oh, some no, because you got Arnold Wallstein and, you know. Wallstein. Yeah, this exactly. Is after you know he 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 fixed the World Series, you know he got through his best, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so you can never and and I know a lot of times they get left out of they get left out of the talks, man. You know, another good series to check out, which again is based on real life, is uh Peaky Blinders. Anybody's ever checked out mm-hmm. Peaky Blinders? I'm about to say, how do you know that? <laughs> Oh, morning, man. Oh, I love morning. that show. I love that show. <laughs> that show is like a good meal for me. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Blinders is I my feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hey, what what what's what's his name? Because I I I love that actor. It it um because he plays an English English actor, but he he plays he yeah, plays but- the. The Jew in 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 Pinky Blinders and his monologue yeah, yeah, at like the end of season three. Oh man, it was just so wow. It was it was just real hood. Yep. And, Are you and he's fear me? the only person in the whole and in, in, in the whole series. You know the the Jewish mm-hmm. jeweler. He's the jeweler, and he is just so yeah. ghetto. You know, you start to understand yeah. why. That the first ghettos were where the Jews live. Why they call it that? He is so ghetto, mm-hmm. you know. But he's yeah, got the, yeah. the tassels on and everything. But he's like, you know, he's kind of diesel a little bit. He's got the scruffy beard, you know. And he's like, yeah, my friend, come give me a hug. You know, he's just wow. But um, <laughs> he's like Arthur, Arthur, <laughs> Shalom, Arthur, Shalom. <laughs> but he's wow. He's like a psychopath. He's a psychopathic gangster. Yes, you start to get a sense, you know, again, a lot of times when we speak about that, we leave out the, the, the Jewish contribution, 
you know, like you said, like people like Arnold Rostring, Rostring, Rostin, um, you had the Purple Gang back in the days. They were up in um, Detroit, you Detroit. know. Yeah, Bugsy Siegel, Maya Lansky, you know, um, a lot of pe- a lot of dudes, man. Lucky Luciano, even even though he was part yeah. of time, really he rolled with the Jews, the Jews more because they kept him protected, you know. In um, Boardwalk Empire, they kind of paint him as a as a tough guy, but if you really learn about you know, how lucky Luciano was, man. He When he got locked up, he went to jail, man. He was, you know, he was getting tossed around, you know. So he when he came out of jail, he you know, he kind of went over with some of the gangsterisms to compensate for what had happened to him when he was locked up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's how he even got that messed up eye. You know, he was known to have a lazy eye, man. He beat the mess out of him, you know. Um but yeah, you know, a lot of these series, they, they, but but again, sometimes you you you'll see certain things and you'll see the formation of of our society, like the formation of some of the thought paths. You know, sometimes if we don't go back in history, we don't realize how old certain pathologies are. You know, to even realize and understand that yeah, there there were Jewish gangsters, or you know, the police force in New York City was created was around Irish. It was Irish, right? It was Irish gangs, you know, that were policing, you know, in, in New York City originally. It was the Irish gangs, and they were protecting themselves originally from the Jewish gangs, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, That's how they all started. Right. This is down in what we now call, like, Chinatown, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you start Mott to get a... street and, and all that. <laughs> right. Because... Before that, Uptown was what? Like, what did they consider Uptown? 20th Street, a 14th Street, 20th Street. Now, Uptown in New York is 100 and, like 181st Street, you know, before you start I going. Know. In- I ain't from there. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you could just think about But I just been there. I was like, oh, so this way, this thing. Oh, okay. Now I get it, you know. I wanted to see the five points. I just wanted to see the five points. Yeah, man, it's it's real stuff, man. So, you know, it opens your mind up to, to understanding how, like I said, once you, sometimes we're not a people of, of memory, we're people of history. I mean, a people of, of emotion. So once you start looking at the memory and the history of our legacy and our walk, then you can look at, okay, well, heck, well, if you're telling me there's been a conscious movement since the 20s and heck, there's even a series on, on Showtime where you got a, a Garveyite you know, in the thirties and he's breaking things down. And, and now we're in 2017 darn there, you know, let's just say almost 2020. Cause that's the, the cool sounding number, you know, cause we, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be flying cars. I was promised flying cars by now, you know, when I was a that's kid. That's what Disney had. <laughs> you see right, old exactly. Disney, like the, the, the land of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. They played us out, man. I'm still seeing reg- the regular rusted out hoop rides. Going up and down the street, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, but so you start to realize though in that sense that well, let's let's look at our timeline. You know, have we scrunched the timeline down so small in a sense that we we're the life that we're living now is real negligible. You know, it like what will be our blurb in, in the whole timeline of our development, or will it just go from the thirties when we were talking to like twenty fifty? when we finally woke up and finally did something with ourselves because we ain't do nothing in between, in between the Garveyite movement, you know, um, 
because we could we could cite the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, but the Nation of Islam. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, it was a it was a movement patterned after you know the UNIA. I mean, it's no secret. Even yeah. the uniforms, the fruits of Islam, look just like the uniforms from the UNIA. You know what I mean? So he was basically just taking that philosophy, pushing it forward. But, um, you know, you look at those plateaus or those milestones in terms of our timeline, what what will this generation be? What has this generation produced in terms of moving forward? That's why it was, it's good. Like some of y'all listening may be like, oh, man, we won't hear nothing about that, man. Tell us more about that nightshade herb. Take us back to that. <laughs> you started talking about Belladonna. How can I use that to get this paper? You know, um, but you got to understand that there's a direct linkage between knowing your history and economic growth, you know, and knowing yeah. what's already been put down. So you, like I always say, you ain't reinventing the wheel all the time, you know, not mm-hmm. looking for new gods, new religions. And, you know, it's been done. We we got that part already. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Because if you talk to the old folks, especially the old ones that, you know, were around and, like, I never knew that, you know, the nation, you know, they had farms, they had their own supermarkets. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, I didn't know that. And then you, you look at the economic growth because, you know, by me being from, you know, actually being from Chicago and, and always passing around, you know, Moss Marion, you look around, I'm like, man, you know, they don't have that no more. You know, they got a, a college, but, I mean, they don't, they, they, they yeah. Because I remember when they had restaurants. I mean, yep. And it, they, they magnificent architecture. I, I, I was like, wow, when I when they first opened this new new restaurant, and I was like, man, you know, nation actually did that. And shoot, it ain't mm-hmm. even there no more, you know. But it was it and was, that was just the a place. Oh, keep in mind that was when you were seeing the restaurants. They had all of those Ben Amin. And El Amin restaurant, well, not Ben Amin, but El Amin restaurant. A lot of them started with the name El Amin, you know, or Shabazz, this, whatever. Um, we had them where I was living, too. That was the last leg, you know, so you don't even have that, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, we had restaurants down in Harlem and stuff like that. And, you know, they had, they had like little fish and, fish and chip joints, you know, stuff like that. The brothers was putting up for the nation. All of that's gone. So, you know, um, like you said, yeah, there was farmland. I mean, and this was all most honorable Elijah Muhammad, man, putting this together. In terms of the farmland, they had a taxi service back in the days. They had bakeries. I remember the bakeries. Um, and, you know, and he was, and there was a lot of other different businesses and stuff that, that he had, you know, in conjunction to having their own newspaper. You know, the Muhammad mm-hmm. Speaks. I mean, that's, back then, it was, you know, it was a big, that was a big deal. You know, and, and um, a lot of that was done away with. So, again, if you kind of understand the history, it helps you sometimes to even put those who you would call leaders in proper perspective. Because, you know, like I always say, I'm not looking for disciples. I, I don't need. Well, let me, no, let me let me phrase this the, the honest way. I don't look for disciples. I don't try to make disciples, but I do need disciples. OK, because without disciples, your movement stops. You need those who take the discipline of what you're teaching and really live it and uphold it. So that way, when you're gone, they keep it going. But you don't necessarily go out to make disciples. Now, if somebody if it hits somebody in that way and they say, you know what, man, 
I'm feeling this so much. I want to keep it going. Just like I became a disciple of my own culture and my own people. When I learned about my people and I learned about mm-hmm. our great works, I, I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to slip into oblivion, man. Like I, if you telling me that we was warriors and we had dough and this and that and land and all this is happening and stuff. And now we all living in the projects. Then I want to uphold. I want to be a disciple of the truths of our greatness and of our glory so I can uphold that. But 90 seconds, y'all, we get ready to go in the archives, but there was no one. Well, there were, but there was no one in terms of the history that was like, you need to be a disciple of the history. I never had, I made that personal decision. So you still, you need disciples mm-hmm. in that sense, but it gives you a sense yeah. sometimes you start to study or learn the history. Like even I was sharing with some brothers, I'm not going to get into it too much out of respect, but the whole seconds, the whole take your hand out of my pocket statement that was used, you know, before the honorable El Haj Malik El Shabazz was assassinated. Right. And that's often been an enigma. You know, what was that just a statement said for distraction? What were they talking about? That statement that that brother said in the audience had a very clear meaning to it. Very, very clear meaning. Take you when he shouted out in that audience, take your hand out of my pocket. Now, the reason I know that is two reasons. One, because like I always tell you, I like to talk to I talk to elders. So I know people who were there, you know, um, and who had some of that inside information on, had some of that inside information on some of the things that the nation was dealing with at that time as an, as an organization. And many, many years ago, (laughs) I could just share this. It's no big deal. But one of my old martial arts, instructors was a brother by the name of Norman Butler X and a real high ranking brother in the nation. And um, some of you that may not mean anything to you at all, but uh, some of you who may be a little older who know the science. Um, when, he, he, when he came, you know, he was locked up for a while, came out of jail. He was actually given a moss and he was given a very warm um, welcome, you know, back home. He was given a very warm, basically, uh, we could say like a, a hero's welcome, you know, if if you will. He was given a hero's welcome, you know, back home, which for me was very, very interesting. He was given a moss in, uh, in Harlem back in the days. Like, this must have been like, uh, when was I training, man? It was before the 2000s, maybe like 97, 99, between 97, 99, somewhere around there. Um, you know, Norman, he was, uh, Butler 3X was given his moss. And when he was given uh, the moss, he was celebrated as a hero. And he, it was said, I'm not going to say who said it, but a person said specifically, this is how we welcome a prisoner. I'm, I'm sorry. This is how we welcome our heroes back you know, our, our heroes, um, home, you know, um, so if anybody knows who that is, Norman Butler 3X was one of the brothers who was assassinating Malcolm X. He was in the ballroom that night or that day, I should say in the Audubon ballroom, you know, um, and he was locked up for 20 years behind that, 
You know, he was paroled mm-hmm. uh, back in the 80s, you know, when, when he came out. Well, he was a vicious martial artist. Like, he was insane, <laughs> you know, with, with the arts. So, you know, I, I had, uh, and I'm going to say the honor, you know, uh, just on the fight level. Political stuff, that's something else. But, you know, of studying with his his team for a little while, um, when I was doing uh, security and, and different works with the nation. But it always struck me as very interesting that he was welcomed the way he was. I was like, a hero? What are y'all saying? You know, um, so, you know, you learn how to ask questions of the elders and get the information that you need. And then you start to find out, like, oh, there's more to this than Spike Lee told us. <laughs> there's more than what was in the movie, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, again, it's it's real important a lot of times, man, to, to study that history and, and find out where we've been already, you know, to get a contextual reference of where maybe we could be now. We're, maybe we, we have the possibility to be now. And sometimes we may celebrate things as being new that we've already done, you know, like a black president, you know, things that we've already accomplished already. And we don't realize sometimes we're just running in circles. And of course, an oppressive system is not going to remind. They're not going to say, no, nah, no, nah, y'all did this already. This ain't no big deal. You can do more. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get that hookup in, in that sense, you know? So like I said, for me, it, it's a beautiful thing to study some of the spiritual systems of, of yesteryear or some of the movements of yesteryear. The Gullah Islands, for instance, had a strong Hebrew Israelite movement many, many years ago. Gullah <laughs> Yeah, man, them Geechee cats. You know, we always look at them in terms of the hoodoo and the fact that many of them were, you know, directly from Guinea and stuff like that, but they actually had a strong Hebrew movement. You know, mm-hmm. so the Hebrew Israelites that you see now on YouTube, ISPUK, and, and and all of the different branches that came off of UPK, you know, those are not, this, this is not new. You know, the movement is, is, has been happening for a long time now. It may have looked a little different or whatever, but, you know, you, you get a sense now that, well, heck, then what are we supposed to do now? You know, because are we just kind of retracing our steps at this point? You know, what, 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 how is this thing mm-hmm. supposed to look now? If we've already written all the books, we've already done all the lectures, we've done, already done all the videos, you know, we've done all of the local community programs. I mean, heck, back in the days, we had the, the Black Guerrilla Army. We had brothers and sisters walking through, through the streets with, with shotguns. And then we had the Black Panther Party for self-defense. So we had brothers and sisters who were studying the law. So we did the law thing. We did the, the, the gorilla thing, you know, um, a lot of things we've already done. And it's, it's, it's important to kind of take a look at it and say, OK, well, where did that go? How could it have been done a little bit different? We look at the Panthers and say, OK, well, you know, a lot of their theories are based around Mao Zedong and, you know, dealing with socialism. Mm-hmm. Perhaps maybe only so far if you're not a part of that ethnic, you know, um, Maybe we need to learn some politics that work for us and the way we think in our, you know, in our psycho spiritual physiology. You know, so and I'm not saying that's what it is, but you might ask yourself questions like that, or you might look at at um, Darby and say, you know, well, let's look at that. And you know, I, I had an elder who since transitioned and real funny kind of guy. He was all all sense and purposes 
Make sure you can block up. Oh, man. All right, man. Hopefully it'll clear up because the only thing I can do on block talk, actually, if I hang up on block talk, I can't call back. Because right. we're already in the archives. So I'm just talking. I'm going to shut it down in a minute. But um, just to give you an idea how you make these linkages, well, long story short, there was an elder who lived, you know, his house was, was close to mine. And um, we, we bought in here, you break, you be breaking up real bad. All right, cool, no problem. We're gonna go to the office and um, hang up and call back. Thank you, brother, for calling in. Cause we can hear you clear, just so you know. You know. So um, yeah, give thanks, man. Thanks for calling and checking in. I definitely appreciate that. You know, you sharing your perspective, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like work. I like <laughs> 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 